Hi, I'm Tony Russo, and this is A Bagel Manifesto, where I share stories about coming to terms with belief, culture, and the profound sense of loss that nobody really cares about bagels anymore. Okay, let's get into it. All right, so first of all, if you hear the dogs in the background, I've been waiting for like an hour. They're never going to stop, and I can't stop living my life because someone is just perfectly happy to have their dogs in their backyard barking for an hour and a half. What are you going to do? I live among neighbors, and I have good neighbors, so sometimes, you know, I'm sure my <laughs> I'm sure my shenanigans aren't pleasurable to them, even though they're not dog-related. Uh, that is that is not what this is about, but I figured in case you're here, I'm not going to be able to get it taken out by the time I get this up. This week, though, I do want to talk about headshots and how important they are. Um, it started in, I think, I think the first time I noticed how important headshots were, were when I was, when I was a reporter, um, I worked near Ocean City, Maryland, and I, I covered Ocean City and the surrounding area, and I covered it in the run-up to the great, um, recession, you know, like the, the, uh, the real estate bubble. And so I was knee deep in real estate agents and I want to tread lightly here because their real estate agents are good people. I'm I'm sure they they'll have you know nice lives. I'm I'm sure their dogs love them, um, but they're a special breed. And one of the earliest things I learned about realtors is they use their best headshot forever. So you could you know see ads regularly for you know, a 43-year-old woman who sells real estate and then meet her at an event and notice that she's really more like knocking on 80 um, and is just perfectly content. You know, she bought, she just keeps running the same cards. And I, I always, my first, my first observation then was, do you think people would rather buy a house from you if they think that you're a younger person and then find out that you just haven't changed your business card since the 1980s. I, I feel like that's not the case, but you know what? I don't know. You know, they make a better living than me. They're good at their jobs. God bless them. But that would just kind of put headshots on my radar. I've always been lucky. I've been lucky for the last 20 ish years, 15 ish years. Uh, my wife's a photographer. I get one every six months like uh, clockwork. I haven't always done that. But I have since the story that I want to tell you. So, again, I cover the Ocean City area. One of the things that Ocean City is not known enough for, I guess, is uh, casualties. So many kids die every year in Ocean City. Um, it's it's sad, but it's inevitable because you know we encourage them to come and to you know drink and to fall off balconies. And so that's the kind of thing that Ocean City is less known for than it probably ought to be. Um, so there's always, you know, a couple kids die in June. And um, I remember one time there was uh, a young person who had, uh, who, who, had, who had died in a traffic accident. And so, the, so instead of falling, so sometimes kids fall off balconies, sometimes they run out in front of cars, sometimes 
drunk adults run them over in cars when they're minding their own business. There are so many ways to die in June in Ocean City. It's it's a shock. Um, and so this person was one of those casualties. And I want to tread really lightly here, again, because I don't want this to be about the kid or the kid's parents or anything like that. It's just the first example of what has become many. And so when um, we got the kid's obituary, it had a photo that he had clearly taken of himself by himself in the bathroom, in the bathroom mirror. And that was the best photo available of him. And it made me sad. I don't know, you know, there's a thousand reasons it could have been that photo, and I'm not making any judgments. But it made me sad, and it made me very sensitive to the photos that go with the obituaries. And after that, reading through the paper, you know, I, I have to edit the obituary section. Um, this is back when papers still had obituary sections. And I always wondered, like, a lot of times photos were clearly cropped from parties the person had been taken in. Like, the person died and no one had any idea where to get a recent good photo of them. And sometimes it's a vanity thing. I think a lot of times it's a vanity thing. Um, when a lot of the, you know, the World War II guys started, you know, dying off, um, a lot of it was, you know, military photos from 1943. You know, this guy lived his entire life and his obituary photo of, was, you know, he was 20 and going off to war and wearing his snappy outfit. And he looked great in it. And again, I don't begrudge anybody. I just really just want to kind of draw our eyes toward this interesting phenomenon. Um, Because people, like, I'm doing this on video as well as on audio, in case you don't watch the video. And I'm, you know, I'm a big guy. I've got uh, a red face. Um... That is, you know, a little, a little vainier than I would like it to be. And, you know, my teeth are sometimes a little crookeder than I'd like them to be, but it's my face. And, you know, I've, I've learned to live with it. And I think one of the ways I've learned to live with it is by looking at it so much. Um, I don't want to be afraid to have my photo published. I don't want to be uncomfortable having my photo published. Um, if I wanted to be less fat and less veiny, I would have, you know, exercised more and drank less booze. It's just not the way my face works right now, which is fine. Um, And so now that it's kind of my job to look through obituaries, um, I've got to say, I I can't help but judge the the pictures. And, you know, I I don't want to say in a mean way, but it I've got to say it's probably it's probably meaner than I mean for it to be. Um I just I just get amused by you know poorly cropped photos, poorly conceived photos, you know, uh blurry photos. And the main reason is that again, if you're watching this then you know, I I have a telephone. Like you can get a you don't need a professional headshot, but you can get a good picture of yourself with a friend without much effort. 
And that's what I'm suggesting, you know, we, we start to think about is maybe you should get a regular headshot. Um, there's actually been um, studies done that show that one of the ways to feel less old is by keeping your photographs up to date in, in the house. So, you know, I can find baby pictures of my children, but all the pictures in, of my children, most of the pictures of my children have been taken in the last four or five years. You know, they, they kind of still look like themselves and I still look like myself. And so it's not, oh, remember when I was young and beautiful and had the whole life, my whole life in front of me. It's just a question of this is what I looked like at this time. And I think that has helped. Uh, oh, by the way, I'm sorry, all credit to my wife, because in addition to being a photographer, she's also the one that pointed this out, that you know it would make us feel better to have more recent photos of ourselves around. And so it's one of the things that I've, um, I've kind of started doing more intentionally in the last, let's say, 10 years, is I try to get a headshot every six months. Um, the alternative is to just have the last picture that you can find be the one that represents you when people find out you die. Uh, is it morbid? It's a little morbid, but it's because um, that's what the the facts of the matter are. There's no way around um, the fact that people are going to want to see a photo of the person who's obituary they're reading when they're reading an obituary today there's even less an excuse because we all have you know a, a kind of a social media profile even if it's you know even if it's just a a private facebook that you use to look at your grandkids or to stalk you know i don't know potential suitors or whatever um we have access to to the technology and the more often, you know, I take so many photos of people and they don't, I don't like the way I don't look. I don't like the way I look. One of the reasons I think they say that is because they don't see how they look from day to day. They see the occasional photo and they don't put it out there and they don't come to terms with how they look. And now there's also unflattering photos. Like there are more than several unflattering photos that I have just, you know, decided to delete you know, to go with that because it's showing you at your worst. Um, but there's some place between showing you at your worst and, you know, having that um, fake mask that um, filters tend to put on people that you can look however you want. The one thing that I never want to look is vain. Um, not only because I'm not vain, but because if I were vain, I would be really bad at that kind of thing. And I'm one of those guys who'd prefer to not do something than to fail at it. Um, when it comes to silly cultural things anyway, you know, I, I like to learn things. Um, so that's really what I have for this week is if you haven't had your headshot taken recently, take it. Go get your uh, significant other, a uh, friend, a coworker, stand up against the white wall, just shoot you from... The, the top of your chest to the top of your head, center it as best as you can and make it your profile photo and do that with some regularity. So that way you're happy with the way you look um, and people know, you know, what, what you, uh, what you look like from day to day, not, 
not at your best, but what you were as a person, who you looked like as a person, uh, because it's going to be important and you never know when you're going to need it. Uh, so anyway, that's my quick tip for the week, and I uh, will check in with you next time. So, what do you think? Even though I've been the only one talking for a while, I'd love to get your impression. You can shoot me an email at bytonyrusso at gmail.com. You can support me and the show by buying my book, Dragged Into the Light, Truthers, Reptilians, Super Soldiers, and Death Inside an Online Cult. It's available everywhere you get books. The audio version's out now, and I'd love for you to get that as well, or instead. You can also sign up for the newsletter at abagelmanifesto.com. You can follow me on social at by Tony Russo on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. This show was written and produced by me, Tony Russo. Keep the faith.